Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with Israel Wayne and we are having a great conversation this week about all things parenting. This is our third episode with him. He is part of our Meet the Cast lineup. Um, if, I'm sure you've heard the first two episodes if you're listening to this one, but if you've missed them, go back and listen to Monday and Tuesday. And you know we were talking to the cast members of Schoolhouse Rocked and super excited about the movie coming out and so excited about the the lineup of people that the Lord has made to be part of this movie. And it is by no mistake that Israel is part of the cast. And we're so delighted to have you back on the podcast, Israel. Welcome back to Thursday. Oh, thank you, Yvette. It's great to be back with you. Absolutely. You know, we were, we were talking uh, before we started recording again about parenting and you started talking to me about how just, you know, oftentimes we can have all the right answers. We can say all the right things. We can write books about parenting, but just because we have the right methods doesn't always mean that we're going to have the outcome that we want. And so you were sharing uh, kind of your testimony about some of the things that you're going through as a parent. And I would love, and I, and I asked you before, I said, you know, can we talk about this? And you said, yes, that would be good. Um, I would love for you to just share about what the Lord is doing in your family. Um, you know, you've got 11 kids. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, I think in episode one. So, talk about what the Lord is doing there. Well, you know, we have eleven children. Our oldest is twenty-one. Our youngest is four months. And uh, my wife and I, you know, both have have known the Lord since we were young children. Uh, have been committed from the very beginning to raising our children in the fear of the Lord. And uh, we we endeavor to study the Scripture together every day uh, as a family. Um, and so. You know, we, we have some things that we've been blessed with. I think we had good mentors. We, we've learned a lot uh, because of our upbringing. But at the same point, we're very much in the same struggle that I think every other family is of trying to find our way uh, on some issues. You know, I, I think there are some things we're very confident in. I mean, to be honest, um, I have successfully raised 10 two-year-olds in a row. Uh, I'm pretty confident about that. You know, I, I have... Uh, they, they don't intimidate me. Um, and so there are some things I feel like I do well as, as a dad. There are things that I don't do well at all. And, um, you know, just yesterday we had a, a struggle with one of our um, teen children that, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to identify a particular child, but we have 10 children that I often say are, are FM and one child that's AM. <laughs> you know, this one child is kind of on, on their own frequency. Yeah. And while we haven't had them officially diagnosed, um, they basically would fall kind of on the mild autism spectrum, uh, sort of Asperger's. And so the processing that they do, the way that they interpret information, the way that they sort of uh, receive and just deal with what life throws at them is, is very different than all of our other children. And so it's been a struggle 
uh, particularly with this one child, because I, with most of the rest of our children, you know, you implement the same kind of methodology. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our children being raised in the same home, same parents, same parenting paradigm, same methodology uh, for the most part. And, and you get kind of a predictable outcome. And yet with this one child, it seems like there's not a one-to-one relationship or ratio between inputs and outcomes. Mm. And so it sometimes feels like there's this relational black hole, you know, like no matter what we throw into that relationship, it doesn't stick. It doesn't, you don't get the response that you want. And this is a child that we love deeply. um, And, and yet, you know, there are struggles because um, a lot of times you're not dealing with uh, someone who's processing rationally, uh, somebody who interprets information in a way that doesn't necessarily correspond or correlate to reality. And so it's very difficult because it's like they have their version of reality, the way that they filter, the way they interpret. So just yesterday, you know, we had uh, what I would consider to be a very difficult parenting day, one of the most difficult that we've had. And my wife and I just, uh, as we talked about it and prayed about it, we, we just realized like we're really in over our heads here. Um, you know, you can draw on a lot of experience or scriptural wisdom, but man, there are times where you just have to throw yourself on the mercy of God and say, if you don't change this child's heart, there's just nothing we can do here. You know, nothing that we can say or do is just going to change the child. Um, this is really an internal decision of the heart. And in this case, you know, working with some limitations, um, there's, there's just some struggle there. And so I think I told my wife many times, I'm grateful to God that we have this child in our life, because if we didn't, I think I would probably assume that parenting was very much just method, right? You know, you do these things and you get these outcomes because that's kind of been my experience as a parent with 11 kids except for one where it doesn't, it just never correlates between method and outcome. And so I think it's given me a compassion for families who have those really difficult children mm-hmm. or, or those ones where, you know, parents tell me sometimes they say, well, you know, we did everything right. And these children just never embraced the gospel. They never, you know, desired to do what was right. They just always had a heart that was rebellious or whatever. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think two things, first of all, uh, I think as parents, we have to acknowledge that none of us do everything right. right. There right. just is no such thing as a because perfect parent who does everything right. We, we all make mistakes. We all mess up a lot. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, the, the better part of humility is acknowledging that and recognizing that. But I, I think what I'm, what I hear from them, what they're trying to say is, you know, we, we did the best we could yep. <laughs> and that we really did for the most part, the right things. I yeah. think that's what they're trying to say. And, and I, I think that's true. You know, at the end of the day, um, I think God holds us 0% responsible for outcomes and 100% responsible for obedience and faithfulness. Amen. You know, that's our part. That's all we can do. Yeah. All we can do is teach and train and discipline and try to keep the bad things out and put the good things in and create an environment that's conducive to spiritual growth and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, we can create the perfect greenhouse scenario. We can, we can water the plant. We can fertilize it. We can keep out the bugs. We can keep out all the bad stuff. But, man, we can't make that seed grow. And so there's a part that we play in this discipleship of our children. But 
ultimately, you know, God has to change their heart and they have a will. And you can't, as a parent, override that will. You can't make them love God. You can't make them love people or want to do the right things for the right reasons. And it can be a helpless feeling sometimes as a parent. And so the the last chapter uh, of my book, um, Raising Them Up, Parenting for Christians, is called Parenting by Grace. Mm. And it really is important for us to realize that all we can do is all we can do. And then we just have to throw ourselves on the mercy of God and trust that God will continue to work in our child's life even when we're not able to, even when our child is grown, when they're an adult. The story doesn't end there. And I think we have to have confidence that we've planted seeds in their life and that God will continue to work even when we're no longer directly, you know, we talked about influence versus control. When we're not in control anymore, God can continue to provide people and circumstances uh, and and the gospel to continue to to be an effective uh, influence in that child's life beyond us. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so refreshing to hear. Um, You know, I think it's so important for us to hear from people like yourself who, you know, you write books on parenting, you talk about parenting all the time and to know that it doesn't always come, it doesn't always turn out the way that you expect it to turn Mm -hmm. out, but that that's not what really matters. What really matters is our obedience to the Lord, our obedience to train up our children the way that he's called us to train them up because we are to be stewards of our children's hearts. I mean, God gave them to us. He didn't give them to a school system. He didn't give them to anyone else. He gave them to us. And that's a big call. It's a big responsibility and it's not easy. And it is not for the faint of heart. I do not say that lightly because I'm in it with everyone else. I'm in this parenting thing. I'm in this homeschooling thing. And it is stinking hard. It's it, it's more difficult than I ever imagined it would be, but there are so many blessings in being obedient to the Lord. And and if that if the only blessing is being able to come face to face with God and say, say, I did what I could, I did my very best, Lord, and I tried to be obedient to you, then that's what we get to say, or we don't. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Israel and, um, oh man, things are heating up over here. So (laughs) I wanna kind of transition into um, just one last thing that I wanna talk about. And I really wanna talk about how to keep our children in the faith. And I know this is something that you talk a lot on. This is something that we talk a lot about. And we we read the statistics and they show that now I think, you know, it's well over 70% of kids who leave their Christian home are walking away from the faith. And I would love for you to talk about that because you talked earlier about how we we can we can control our kids to a point and then we need to have turn that control into influence. And as parents, we really, even even up to, you know, an 18-year-old who's under our roof, 
because we're the ones who provide our kids with food and shelter and clothing and all the things that they need, we still do have a sense of control over them. And we can teach them to say all the right things. We can teach them to walk um, like a Christian and talk like a Christian and look like a Christian, but that doesn't mean that they are an actual follower of Christ. So I know that there's no guarantee. There's no way that we can ensure their salvation. Homeschooling's not the gospel. You know, before the break, I talked about the importance of us being obedient to training up our children. But I also understand that homeschooling is not the gospel and it's not what saves our kids. But can you talk on, even though there's no guarantee, what are some, some maybe, I don't know if proven is the right word, but some strategies that we can use to really try to ensure the best that we can, that our kids are going to leave our home with a true understanding of who God is and that they will hopefully walk with him. Absolutely. Well, interestingly, there is some research on this. And while there are no predictable guarantees that if you put in these inputs, you're guaranteed to get these outcomes, um, there is a study that I was able to be a part of uh, called the Gen 2 Survey. People can Google search that. It's G-E-N, the number two, and then survey, Gen 2 Survey. And it was a study of over 10,000 churched millennials. So these are young people who were raised in church. And we were looking at certain outcomes. We wanted to find uh, in their young adult years, young people who had a Christian profession of faith, who had Christian behavior, who had um, a biblical worldview, who had satisfaction in life, who had a close relationship uh, with their mom and dad in their adult years, and that were positively engaged in their civic and community life. So those were like outcomes that we were hoping to find and, and asking, are there inputs that would contribute towards all those outcomes? Uh, and, and if so, what are the positive inputs versus the negative ones? And we found that there were really three very positive inputs that showed an extremely likely statistical probability that our children would walk with Christ, would have Christian behavior, biblical worldview, satisfaction in life, positive community involvement, and relationship being similar to moms and dads in their later years. And that usually correlates with close relationship with them. And so the the three biggies that we found, it's like, I think of it like a three-legged stool. You know, you can't sit on a one-legged or two-legged stool, sure. but you can sit on a three-legged stool was number one, close relationship with both mom and dad hmm. in the early years and the later years. So some people wonder, well, which is more important for you to spend time with your kids when they're little or when they're older, like teenagers? It turns out they're both equally important. And then some people say, well, which relationship is more influential, mom or dad? Turns out they're both equally <laughs> important. So relationship with both mom and dad in the early years and the later years, that was factor number one, hugely positive for all those outcomes. The number two was church involvement in the early years and the later years. Mm. And this is not just talking about having your children off in an age segregated class somewhere right. where they never incorporated into the whole life of the church. This is when they're engaged positively in the life of the church, interacting with people of all ages and, and really, you know, hearing substantive teaching. Um, positive uh, in both, you know, the, having them in there in the early years and the later years, extremely positive for all of those outcomes. And finding a good church is very difficult. Yep. And I'm sure there's a whole podcast that can be done not just on that issue. But, but that was the second leg of the stool, so to speak. And then the third one 
was the educational factor, and that was homeschooling. Homeschooling was positive to mm. those outcomes. Surprisingly, Christian school was negative to almost all of those outcomes. The only positive was a very slight uptick in civic and community involvement, hmm. but negative towards Christian belief, negative toward Christian behavior, negative towards relationship with mom and dad and beliefs being similar to mom and dad. Wow. It negated against all of those things, Christian schools wow. in general. I believe it. I would also encourage people who want an additional study uh, to validate that on the Christian school side and then and then on the public school side to go to nehemiahinstitute.com on their homepage. They have a graph that shows a completely different study that shows how a biblical worldview has been sliding in Christian schools for the last 30 years. Yep. Not trying to beat up on all Christian schools, yep. but just saying statistically, right. Gen Overall. 2 survey, ne Nehemiah Institute are showing the trend is not looking positive particularly with uh, ACSI Christian schools. Mm -hmm. So then the, the, uh, the final one, of course, pr uh, secular private schools or public schools, public school is the worst, just massively negative to every one of those outcomes, including civic and community involvement. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That, that you're actually, the students are less likely to be positively engaged in their community or in civic activities if they're public schooled. Right. So this whole myth about, you know, homeschoolers won't be positively socialized. Yeah. Homeschoolers, statistically do better than public schools in terms of their social engagement as adults. Mm. Uh, and Brian Ray has a study on that too called Homeschooling Grows Up, 2007 study, mm. 7,000 homeschool graduates. So anyway, one final thing, they found that when you do those three things together, extremely powerful, extremely likely that your children will continue in the Christian faith. But if you add one more component, they're like 122% more likely to have those outcomes than if you just do those three. So too bad we don't have time to share that on because uh, we're out of time, but uh, okay, I'll go ahead and tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was, if you give your kids systematic biblical worldview and apologetics training yep. in addition to that, so some kind of formal like homeschool curriculum that incorporates that or something like, you know, the Truth Project or Worldview Weekend yep. or Worldview Academy or Summit Ministries or, or something like that, where they're getting really systematic biblical worldview and apologetics training, 122% yep. more likely to have all those outcomes than if you just do the other three together. Wow. So are those things actionable? Are they something that people can do? Can you have a close relationship with your children in the early years and the later years? Yep. Well, you, you can do your best. Sure. Can you have them in the best Bible-believing church that you can find. Not easy, <laughs> but that's a goal. And I encourage you to pursue that. Uh, homeschool. Can you homeschool? Again, not easy, but hundreds of thousands of families are finding a way to do it. Yep. So, you know, people say, well, I can't do it. There's single income and all that. Well, yeah, that's us. You know, that's like, yep. that's all of us, right? Yep. I mean, almost all of us. So people are figuring out a way to do that. I wrote a book called Answers for Homeschooling, Top mm -hmm. 25 Questions Critics Ask. Grab that book. It'll answer every question that you have. Watch the movie Schoolhouse Rock that will answer your questions. There's resources out there yep. that you can homeschool if you want to. Yep. And then biblical worldview and apologetics training, so important. Those four things, statistically, create a huge likelihood that your children will embrace the Christian faith and will have those outcomes that we talked about. Again, we're not guaranteeing you, oh, you do these things and you're guaranteed this outcome because that's not how parenting works. You're talking about uh, hearts of, of humans. Right. And so it's, it's, not, it's not, not chemistry robots. and math. They're yep. not robots, but statistically really high likelihood that doing the things that 
you know, quite frankly, that scripture kind of tells us to do anyway. Yeah. Disciple our kids, have a close relationship with them, have them in a Bible-believing church, and give them a biblical worldview and teach them to defend their faith. That's all stuff the scripture pretty much tells us to right. do. And so when we do those things all in tandem together, uh, great statistical likelihood that our children will embrace the Christian faith. Wow, that's so powerful. All right, you rattled off um, several different resources for teaching biblical worldview and apologetics training. Can you go through those again? And I will put those links in the show notes because I know people are going to be like, whoa, wait, the school year's starting. We want to jump into this and and offer those things. Um, you know. Sure. So can you go kind of down that list? Absolutely. Look, one of the things we do, um, we use Masterbooks curriculum, which mm-hmm. we find to have incorporated biblical worldview yep. into K-12, yep. into the subjects. Uh, there, there are other programs that do that, Generations, uh, Cornerstone Curriculum. There are mm-hmm. others, Bob Jones increasingly. There's a lot of them that are putting biblical worldview and apologetics mm-hmm. into the K-12 curriculum. Right. That's Answers huge. in Genesis. Answers in Genesis is a great organization that has a lot of apologetics material. Yep. Uh, Summit Ministries, more for high school Worldview Academy is a, a training weekend that a week uh, camp that kids can go to. Um, the Truth Project with Del Tackett, yep. uh, and and frankly, my website uh, ChristianWorldview.net. Mm-hmm. You go to ChristianWorldview.net. It's like a, a Christian apologetics and biblical worldview yellow pages. Okay, and so you can go find resources on economics, on science, on history, on law and government. You can go there and find ministries and organizations that specialize in all these different categories. And so it's kind of a launching pad out into lots and lots of great resources on helping to equip your kids to be able to defend their faith or, or even you as a Christian yep. parent. Uh, so this ChristianWorldview.net is okay. the website. I have a blog on there as well. Awesome where I write uh, cultural issues and apologetics articles. And you have links to these resources on there? We do, yes. Okay, perfect. I will put, I'll, I'll put some of the links to some of these resources and then I will put the website um, as well on there so that people can go to your website. And I'm gonna say this because I know you won't, Israel. If you guys purchase any of these resources, purchase them from Israel's website because that really does help to support his ministry. Um, you might get it for four bucks less on Amazon, but pay the extra four bucks, support Israel's ministry because God is doing big things through this man and his family. And so uh, ordering it directly through him really does help uh, to it, su- it really support does. them. So. Thank you. And, and our web store is uh, at familyrenewal.org. Okay. So that's our main ministry website is familyrenewal.org. Yep. And so we would love to have you visit uh, our main ministry website as well. We will put those links in the show notes for sure. And, you know, one of the greatest blessings of homeschooling that I, I, I possibly my greatest blessing other than, you know, being able to be with my kids and have a, a good relationship with them is that I'm learning alongside of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you talked about private schools. I grew up in a Christian school my entire life. And it is, it is by the grace of God that I am still walking with the Lord. But most of the kids that I went to school with are no longer. And Garrett taught in a Christian school. And, and you know, I will say there, there is a small handful of, of Christian schools that are maybe still walking in truth and standing mm-hmm. strong. But it's, it's, not, um, it's not most sadly. And and I can say that from firsthand experience of being a student and my husband having been a teacher just recently within the last few years, he taught in a, in a um, Christian school. And so 
Um, you know, parents, it's, it's our job. It's our job to raise up our kids to love Jesus. It's not the job of a public school or a private school. It is our job to Amen. train them. And then we get that training alongside of them. God is so faithful. He is so good. We say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. God is going to give you everything you need to be able to train up your children in righteousness. And you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have hard days. Your kids are going to ha- have hard days and make mistakes. But be able to stand face to face with your savior and say, I did my very, very best. I gave it my all. Our time with our kids is so short. As you know, Israel, you've got a 21 year old and I'm sure that time has flown by so quickly. Um, it, it really does go so fast. So let's savor the the moments that we have with them and, um, and be obedient to what the Lord's called us to. Israel, thank you so much for your time this week. You are an absolute blessing. I could talk to you all day long about parenting and um, and your lovely wife, Brooke, too. She is amazing. I love her. So thank you for your obedience to the Lord and doing this ministry. Um, you guys check out his website. I'll link to those. Make sure you're signed up for the Schoolhouse Rock newsletter. Go to schoolhouserocked.com. Please pray about contributing to the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked. We still need to bring in a whole lot of funding to get this movie into people's hands and just to keep the ministry going the podcast, um, you know, the, the, our social media, everything that we do to help encourage and support you. Um, it's what we do as a family. This is our ministry. And so we would love your support and your prayers. So you can do that at schoolhouserocked.com as well and make a tax deductible donation. Thank you for those of you who have done that. We are always so blessed whenever we get a donation in. So we're appreciative of you. We love you guys. And we will see you back here next week. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Bye-bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.